tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to the A to Z of Disease podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. Today we will be discussing chickenpox and we'll get to know what chickenpox is, what causes it, the signs that you have chickenpox and how to manage it. And with me to discuss this topic is Dr. Penina Musioka, a pediatrician at Machakos Children's Clinic. Karibu Daktari. Thank you, Rose, for having me. Today we are discussing chickenpox. Chickenpox is a very common childhood illness. It's viral in nature. And uh, most of the time, everyone will have gotten chickenpox by the time they are reaching adolescence. So what causes chickenpox? Chickenpox is a viral illness. It's caused by a virus called varicella zoster virus. And uh, the virus is spread by droplets. So you inhale it. It's like someone had chickenpox, they cough or they sneeze. You inhale those droplets and you get chickenpox. It can also be spread by contact. When those rashes, there are some which are usually particular, others are papules. The water in those lesions usually contains a lot of virus. So if you touch a person who has chickenpox, you can very easily also get the same. Those are the main ways of transmitting the chickenpox. The only unfortunate bit of it is people are able to even spread the infection even before they know that they have chickenpox. Because one to lose one to two days before the onset of the rash, you are still able to spread the, the infection. You see now you don't know whether you have it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now that it's a childhood disease, uh, do we still have adults getting it? Because there was a time, I think, uh, towards the end of last year, we had something that looked like an outbreak of chickenpox. And it was uh, mostly affecting the men, adult men. Yes, adults can get chickenpox. Remember we said mostly people by the time they reach adolescence, they have gotten chickenpox. But some people will go unimmune, like they didn't get the, the, the infection or they were not vaccinated against the, the same virus. And they reach adulthood. The only thing to note is it is, tends to be severe in the adults and adolescents and also those people who are immunosuppressed. Yeah, so they tend to get a more severe disease. But in the children who are healthy, most of the time it's a self-limiting disease and within a few days they're able to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any linkage between chickenpox and uh, men in terms of severity? Because I've heard stories where people say men are usually highly affected and it becomes severe in men than in women. Is that, is that scientific? No, it's not scientific at all. It's just that we don't know the factors in that person which have made the virus to be severe or the infection to be severe in them. Because remember he said, being an adult on its own, whether you are a man or a female, you are supposed to get a serious illness. In fact, being a woman and being pregnant, you are also at risk of severe disease. The fact that you have been maybe on medication like steroids for a long time also puts you at risk of severe disease. Then immunocom 
immunocompression depending on what is causing it from HIV to even anti-cancer medicine, all those things to compromise your immunity, then it's also a risk factor for you to get a severe disease. So you may not know the factor in that patient which have made the patient to get severe disease, but it's just that being an adult alone is already a risk factor. Uh, right. Other than the rash, which are the other signs and symptoms? Um, mostly in a healthy child, they'll present with a fever first. Then they'll have a rash. The rash comes out maybe on after two days after the fever. Its rash it starts from the face, the trunk, then it spreads to the, to the limbs, both the upper and the lower limbs. It tends to like the, we call it the proximal areas, other than the distal. And uh, it's usually a very interesting rash because you'll find different stages of a rash. You'll find what we call a papule. Actually, it's a macule. Macule is very, you just see a discoloration, but it's flat. Then it moves from a macule to a papule, then a vesicle, then a pustule. A pustule is when we say it has crusted because now it seems like pus and it's drying out. Yeah. So that's the characteristic picture of uh, the rash for chicken pox. It's mm. very characteristic. Make it a bit uh, simpler with these rashes. Is it, uh, can we say, tiny pimples, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the pimple can be, start like very small, tiny pimples. Then they grow a bit. Then as they continue to develop, they develop some fluid inside them. And then now they look like they have pus, and then they start to dry out, what we call crusty. And then it's a very... We call it a very pruritic rash. It itches a lot. That's one of the characteristics of a chickenpox rash. Mm -hmm. Yes. What we advise is um, once you see it, then you start taking precautions because you don't want to spread to other people. Mm -hmm. The other thing is they complain of, of course, uh, malaise, um, headache, abdominal pain. Uh, some they may cough sometimes. Sometimes they may have a runny nose. But the main thing is the fever and the rash. Do you need to do to, to take other tests when you see such a child or do you just rely on the rash that you have seen? Uh, chicken pox is a clinical diagnosis. You look at the rash and you know typically it looks like a chicken pox and it is chicken pox. However, you can still do other investigations because of the complications which come with chicken pox. Like for example, you will do a full hemogram and you're looking at how the blood cells are reacting. Because the risk of a bacterial superinfection on that chicken pox is high. And that is you know, what will make the illness severe. Number two, you may need to look at how the liver is functioning because it can give you an hepatitis. You want to look at how, depending if they have symptoms of brain involvement, because it can give you an encephalitis, you want to see how the CSF looks like. So you may have to do a CSF analysis. And even in others, they may present like they have pneumonia because there is what's called the varicella pneumonia. So in that chance, you may end up doing even a CSX-ray. So that one will be directed according to how the patient presents. But for the chicken pox per se, the, just the rash and the fever will help the clinician to make a diagnosis. Uh -huh. Just a little bit, I take you back a little bit on uh, the signs. The children that have whitish tongue and... Uh, when we were growing up, we were told uh, that's a wound that moves from the mouth all the way into the stomach. Is that what a part of uh, signs? Uh, okay, I don't know what you mean by whitish tongue, whether it's oral thrush or... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oral thrush can just remain on in the mouth or sometimes it can also spread all the way to the esophagus. Yeah, but most of the time it's just oral 
and uh, it's managed as such, the ones who if you think it has gone all the way to the esophagus, this one will give them oral treatment. But that is not part of chickenpox. It's a different infection altogether. Right. Although to just indicate that chickenpox, it can the same vesicles uh, rashes we are seeing on the on the skin, sometimes it can form some on the mucous membranes of the mouth and they will just appear as to small ulcers. How will you manage the chickenpox? Uh, chicken pox, it will depend on how the patient has presented. A patient who comes is a health child, no complications. When I say no complications, I mean no signs of pneumonia, no signs of meningitis, or encephalitis, no hepatitis. A child is stable, just a fever and the rash. Then uh, that is an easy child to manage. First of all, you need to manage the fever. And we say in chicken pox, you avoid aspirin-containing medication. Because if you give them, they give you a complication called Reyes syndrome. So you give paracetamol is what is preferred to manage the fever and the pain. Then for the itchiness, mostly what we advocate for is cold compressions, bath frequently to reduce the itch. Some even uh, say you can use oatmeal and put it in the that you know bathtub and you know you soak inside. It's quite relieving. Uh, some people you say use calamine lotion, but the problem with calamine lotion it dries your skin a lot and that worsens the the itch. What else we give for the itch? We give you an antihistamine. It will help you with the itch, like cetrizine, periton, those kind of things. And then, mostly we'll do topical uh, application of an, an antiviral medication like acyclovir. That is a healthy baby who does not have other issues. Then when we have like adolescents or adults who have illness, but they don't have signs of severe disease, then we can give them oral Acyclovir. Apart from the one we are applying on the skin, then we can give them the tablets to swallow. But now the ones who present with viral disease, like now with complications, like the ones who will come with um, meningitis, pneumonia, those ones, you end up giving them intravenous medication, which is the antiviral, the acyclovir, or vermiciclovir, vanaciclovir. There are several in the market. But now you, you manage according to the patient you have at hand. The other thing is you assess the patient. The ones who come with bacterial superinfection, because remember the skin integrity is interfered with. So the other bacteria can also come in and cause infection on top of that viral infection. So you assess a patient. A patient who looks well, most likely they don't have, but there's some who will come looking sicker than they're supposed to be looking. So you assess for those complications. So if there are bacteria infections on top, then you give antibiotics to manage the same, depending on what you have on board. Yes. Uh, we, we used to see when we were growing up we have children being washed with some traditional stuff. Do you as medics recommend those traditional methods of curing or helping relieve that uh, rash? Uh, honestly, I even remember seeing that being done and it used to work then. I don't know how it worked, but I believe it was mostly with the itchiness. Because you, you might say the disease is very self-limiting. With or without treatment, it will go away. That's one thing. As, as long as you are healthy and you don't have any other complications. So I think we don't recommend because we actually we don't know what is that chemical contained in those herbal. So we don't recommend it per se. Yeah. Is there any way that we can prevent chickenpox? Yes, chickenpox is preventable. Actually, there's a vaccine. It's called Varilix. We give it at one year. And I think we boost again after several three or four months around there and uh, the good thing with Varilix since it was introduced in fact the data we have is for the US 
they say they have seen more than 90% reduction in the cases of chickenpox. And the beauty of it is it has also been shown to reduce what we call zoster. I don't know if you have ever heard about zoster. Zoster is when you see the first primary infection with varicella zoster virus, you get the chickenpox. Then this same virus does not get eliminated in the body completely. It goes and stays on the sensory ganglions, the nerves. So when somebody, after several years, maybe if someone the immunity was compromised by whatever reason or they were on steroids for some time, they can get reactivation of the same uh, infection. And then it comes, it follows dermatons. So you'll find a very characteristic rash, which is called shingles or zoster. And I'm sure it is very common in those people. In fact, when the HIV was just... You know, starting, it was very common if people are not taking medication well. So you'll see someone maybe on the face, on the neck, some on the trunk. Yeah, very characteristic kind of a rash, which is very painful. Mm-hmm. That's called zoster. So it has been shown, even the people who have been vaccinated, it reduces the chance of getting that zoster as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a good vaccine, which I advocate for, because when you look at what else can go wrong, you see, we say when the babies get, they are okay. But you think about the person who gets as an adolescent or a pregnant woman or this adult who gets very severe disease. Yeah, so we always say prevention is always better than cure. Is that vaccine given only to children or do, can adults still get it? Mostly it's a childhood vaccine because it is perceived by the same you get to adolescence, you have either gotten vaccinated or you have gotten the virus itself. So very few people will get to adulthood without having gotten the, the virus. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you might have in regards to chickenpox? Yes, I also want to say a pregnant woman should be very careful, especially when they come in contact with someone who has chickenpox. Especially if you know you have never gotten chickenpox and you have not been vaccinated. Because first of all, as a person, you will get severe disease. Number two, there is risk of transmitting the same to your unborn baby. And it all depends on the stage on which you get the infection. If it is the first and the second trimester, you can get a congenital varicella syndrome where a baby is born with several malformations, like a small head, baby is not growing, limb hyperplasia, several complications. Then if it, you get it uh, when the child, like when you are about to deliver, maybe let's say five days before you deliver or two days after you have delivered, the baby can actually get the chicken pox. And you see at that time the baby is only getting the virus but has not gotten immunity from you. So they are prone to getting severe disease. And mortality is usually quite high at that level. Yeah. So it's good to take precaution. The other thing I want to mention is how to prevent chicken pox. Not, or rather what to do when someone has chicken pox. So apart from the medication, we'll encourage the child to have short nails so that they don't scratch a lot. If they are small children, you can put them mittens or some glass so that they don't scratch. The more you scratch, the higher the risk of scarring. So you want it to heal properly so that doesn't have to leave a lot of scars. And then the other thing is, if a patient or a child has chicken pox, remember we said you can even pass the infection before you know you have it, and you, you remain infectious until maybe five to six days after when the rashes are crusted. So it is advisable that that child does not go to school because it will spread the same to the other children. And then, of course, if there are any pregnant people around, avoid being in contact, especially it's like isolate that person for the time being so that you minimize the spread of the of the infection. Thank you so much, Dr. That has been really insightful. I have learned a lot on chickenpox. That's a disease that we 
knew that everybody had to get it and if you don't get it you will still get it when you grow older so we have really learned a lot and thank you so much it has been the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me Rose Mokonyo be sure to catch me next time on our next episode